0: Okay, as I said, we are continuing our Frontline series this morning, looking at what does it mean to be a Christian in our front lines? And what are our front lines? What are the different places that we um, live and work and, um, and are in the world? And therefore, how do we be the people of God in those places? And what has God called us to be in those places? And today, we're going to be looking at education. We're going to be looking at... Uh, one of our front lines for for many of us in, a, in, a, in this church as school and college and university. But I believe what I'm going to say this morning applies to, to us wherever we're at. You know, you don't have to be at school or college or uni to apply what I'm talking about this morning. Well, why are we talking about what it means to be a Christian on your front line at school and college and uni? Well, y- you know our... Our vision as a church. Hopefully, by now we've we said enough. You know, we believe we're called to be a people who bring the joy news of Jesus to everyone, everywhere. And you know, if you are um, in education, do you know what? That is your classroom, that is your course, that is your friends. And also, all of us as a church are actually called to support those. We're called to support one another. So therefore, we are called to support those who are in education, who are at school, who are at college. Um, Whether you're a parent, whether you're a grandparent, whether you're an aunt or an uncle, or whether you've got friends who you know are at school, whoever they might be, you might just know some young people in the church. We're called to support them in their front line. Uh, You see, I talked to our young people uh, just last week just to get some ideas. Because you know what? It's been a long time since I was at school. I know looking at the screen, it's been a longer time for some of you. Um, But it's been a long time since I was in education. So I just kind of wanted to get a feel for, you know, what are the issues nowadays? And you know what? I'm hoping that this young people is going to bless you this morning. So let's look at our passage for today. It's Philippians 2 from verse 12. So if you've got a Bible, you can find that. Philippians 2 from verse 12. Uh, I'm going to read it and it's on the screen for us. Then you will shine among them like stars in the sky as you hold firmly to the word of life. Brilliant. Shine among them like stars. See, we are fascinated by stars Uh, as humans. We're fascinated by them. Some cultures, do you know what? Some cultures think stars are the eyes of our ancestors looking down on us. Um, some cultures used to think that, um, uh, that different uh, stars and different constellations were different mythical gods out there looking down on us. You know, there's, there's one constellation in the Northern Hemisphere, which is um, a, go- a dragon guarding some golden apples. Um, s- sailors, sailors have used the stars over centuries to navigate ships. Did you know that NASA still use stars in in some of their um, navigational stuff that they do when they're sending stuff into space? We can be superstitious about stars. You know, you might see a a star that moves and what are they called? And, uh, you you know, you say, oh, make a wish on that shooting star. That's what they're called. Um, Or um, some people think it's superstitious to count the stars, that, you know, before you get to 100, you will die If you try and count the stars, but given the fact that there's uh, about 200 billion stars in our galaxy, I think you'd die of boredom before uh, anything else. But this passage that we've read this morning says, uh, look, stars are bright. They light up the sky. They shine in darkness. And uh, really, that is the main point this morning. You, you are called to shine like stars and young people or people in education you are called to shine like stars in your school in your college in your university see that's the christian life we're called we're called to be uh, to be, bring light to the places around us that's what jesus said isn't it jesus said look let your light shine uh, before others so that they might see your good deeds, and uh, praise your Father in heaven and glorify God the Father. You wanna sh- do you want to? Do you want to shine this morning? Do you want to shine this morning for God? Well, here are three things that I think will help you. Okay, first of all, know your identity. Know your identity. See, much of this passage that we've read this morning is about how we live. It's, it's, it's about how what we do and our attitudes and our thoughts and our words. But it's not saying, right, get all those things right. Do all those things and then you will have um, earned enough to be a child of God. Then you'll have made it to be a child of God. You'll have been good enough. No, no rather it's saying, look, you've been rescued. You've been given a new identity. You're, you're a child of God. Now, therefore, live out that identity. That therefore in there is looking at Jesus and it's saying, look, this is Jesus, who he is and all he has done and what he is like. Therefore, therefore, as a dearly loved child of God, live like this. I love what Amber said to us last week in our time together. And uh, she said, you know, know your identity. Try, find your true identity in God. She said, you won't find it in hobbies. You won't find it in sports. You won't find it in dating. Actually, you'll find it in being a child of God. You'll find it in knowing Jesus Christ. See, that's where our true identity comes from. See, our true identity isn't something we have to discover. Um, It isn't something that we have to achieve. Actually, our true identity is received. That's what Amber was saying. It's received when we become a Christian. This is not particularly a a young person thing, but but young people, I would say, get that right early on. Get that right, because many many of us will carry that into, into adulthood as well. Listen, this is a a, a quote from the famous um, music star Madonna, um, who said this a number of years ago. Uh, She said, my drive in life is from this horrible fear of being mediocre. And that's always pushing me, pushing me. Because even though I've become somebody, I still have to prove that somebody. My struggle has never ended and it probably never will. Do you know what? Maybe that can be said the same for a number of uh, celebrities nowadays. But actually, that can be said for many of us. I mean, all of us are looking for significance of some kind. All of us want to feel significant. But do you know what? When we know we are loved by God, we will never feel mediocre. Our significance, it comes from him comes from him and it can't be improved. It can't be improved on the value and worth that, that he gives me through my identity in him, through Jesus. OK, so we're saved. We have this new identity. We're children, children of God. And then we're told to live that out. Live that out. Why? Why? Because we're light and, and, and light works best when it, it does what it is doesn't it? Light's a great picture of what we're meant to be because in order for light to light up a room, say, it just has to be a light. It has to be a light in the place that it is. See, that's the big thing in this passage, how we are to live in the light of all this. So for instance, um, it says, do everything without grumbling and arguing. How about how we are with those that are around us? How about those? How how do we treat those that are um, in our friendship circles or or in our groups, either at school or or perhaps college or or uni? Do we moan about people? Do we think the best? Do we encourage them? How how about this example? You know, when, when everyone else around us is slagging off somebody, what approach do we take? What words do we say? Will we join in? What about when someone really gets under our skin. Do you know what? We we all have those people, don't we? That they they, they just get under our skin for whatever reason. They just they just do. Listen, how do we respond? Do we start to speak badly about them? Or do we, with God's help, try to love them and speak well of them and do good for them and to them? We might not even, in in these times, we might not even mention anything about faith. But actually, we're bringing God's light into a situation. We're meant to live out the kindness of God. See, we need to see that our attitudes, our words, they are powerful. They really are. Especially in our days of you know, division and um, strife and um, uh, uh, kind of uh, our kind of outrage culture. How how we are with our words and our attitudes is really powerful, and they can be powerful when you're at school or college. Okay, and what's the consequence of all this? Well, it says the consequence, Paul says in this passage, is that you'll shine in a warped and crooked generation. I mean, that sounds a little bit harsh, doesn't it? You may be thinking, what, you're calling my college warped and crooked? Listen, that, that is the Ofsted report, no head teacher wants, isn't it? Warped and crooked. Um, but, you know, this phrase that, that is used in this passage, it's, it's taken from the Old Testament. In fact, it's taken from Deuteronomy 32. Uh, and it's a description in that book of what it means to live without god what it means to try and do life without him in fact the word that we'll just just get technical for a minute the word that paul uses for crooked okay is a word called scolios okay that's the word he uses and interestingly it's where we get our medical term scoliosis if you've heard of that it's a kind of condition where um where your spine is abnormally curved or over time it kind of curves and uh, it's just a kind of a misalignment of, of, of the spine. Um, something is misaligned. That's what Paul is saying here in our generation. Something is misaligned. Um, it's a good image of what it means to live without God. When, whether we, when we live without God, whether we are a young person, whether we are an adult... Um, do you know what? When we try and do that, we are not aligned with the way that God has made us to be. Something has gone wrong, and that's a good image of what the Bible calls sin. And see how we live shows and points to a way that people can be aligned back to God. It does. How you live isn't saying, "Look at me, look how perfect I am, look how great I am, look how i've well well I've worked things out, no, no rather it's saying, Look at the change God has made in me He's changed me on the inside, and now that's coming to the outside it's working its way out in how I live and my attitudes and my words I, what i really what I really find helpful is hearing stories. I really find help hearing how other people have done this really really helpful and so I found this video online just this week and I thought you know what this would be really helpful um, for anyone in education to see how they can be light in their places so we're going to watch this short video uh, and uh, then we'll come back for our final point.
1: Hi my name's Emma and I'm from Bradford when I was 11 and going to high school I just went to the to the local normal high school and in a newsletter there was an advert for the Christian Union And none of my family were religious or believed in God, so I can't tell you why, but I just turned up. And within a month of going, I learned about the God who loved me so much, he sent Jesus, and I decided to follow Jesus. And that was, hands down, the best decision I've ever made. When I became a Christian, Jesus became the most exciting thing in my life and he still is the most exciting thing in my life today and I really wanted to share that good news with the people around me because it's the best thing that's ever happened to me. First year of high school as a a year seven I began to tell my friends about Jesus and about the change he made in my life and the thing was that soon word got out that I was following Jesus and soon people in my classes knew and then my year group knew and they began to actually ask genuine questions or to have really great discussions with me about what it meant to follow God. And at this same time, you know, I wanted to kind of show that I followed Jesus through the things that I did too. So uh, I put bottles of water and chocolate bars in my locker and made sure that people had access to them and had loads of spare pens in my bag that I could give out in lessons or in the corridor um, to make sure just people also knew that I was also kind of a safe person to be around because for me that's a huge part of God's love is making sure people feel loved. As I saw this and they had these conversations with me, for two of them that I know of particularly it really made a difference and they, they now follow Jesus and that's not just because I gave them a pen it's because they also had other Christians in their lives talking about how great God was and it was the combination of us all sharing our faith that really changed their lives. All it comes down to really is having Uh, the confidence to share the incredible news of Jesus with the people God has already put in your life, in the ways that God has already blessed you with being able to do it, in the ways that are most natural and most comfortable for you.
0: So know your identity, live out your identity uh, and finally, finally we're told to hold firm. Hold firm, hold firm to what? Well says, hold firm to the word of life. This, this is the message that we have been given, the message we have. We have good news. You've got good news. We've got good news to give that the God of heaven loves us. The God of heaven loves your friends. And uh, they can know this love through a relationship with Jesus and by receiving all he has done for them, especially as we remember that at this time of Easter, all he had done, with them, done for them on the cross, and in his resurrection. This is good news. This is good news. And one of the things that, that um, our young people said, you said was, you know, we're just, we're just anxious about being seen to kind of shove, shove faith down people's throats. Well, listen, the good news, good news is not to be shoved down people's throats. The good news does not go down well when it is shoved. Think of it like food. Think of it like uh, McDonald's say, listen, good food does not go down well when it is shoved down your throat by someone else. Actually, good news goes down well when it's shared. Actually, food goes well down well, doesn't it? When it's shared, when it's shared amongst others. And we want to, you know, we are called to share this good news, just like food. Just as we invite people in, come and see what God has done for me. Listen, listen. You know, I believe God wants to uh, work in your situation. And and that thing you're going through right now that I know you're going through, you can say to your friend, you know, I I, I believe God wants to meet you in that. This is good news that we can share. Wonderful. One of the things you said was actually, you know, we're worried. We don't have all the answers. You know, what about all the answers to things like suffering and uh, science and other religions that sometimes our friends talk to us about? You know, and there are ways that can help. There's there's things that can help us understand some of those big questions. But actually, we don't have to have all the answers to those big questions in order to shine in our places. Do you know what we can say? And we can point people to Jesus. I know there is a God who does know all the answers. And uh, why don't we journey with this together, but looking to him. and, And I want to point you to him and his goodness and his love. See this? this holding firm can can kind of have two meanings to it. It can mean holding firm, as in we hold firm to something. It could also mean holding forth or holding out as we hold out something. So this thing about holding firm to the word of life is kind of like the more we hold firm to it, actually, the more we hold it out to those around us. Think of some of your mates who are passionate about things, whether it's uh, football or or a hobby that they have, or um, or type of films that they like. Do you know what? As they get passionate about those things, they just won't go stop going on about them, will they? They just go on about them. Actually, they're passionate about them. Hey, how much more so with Jesus? How much more so with this good news that we've come into? as we hold firm, as we enjoy this good news, as we receive it for ourselves, how much more so will that help us to share it with those around us as we hold him out to a world that needs him? So hold firm, hold firm to him and his words. Listen, in your youth groups or in community groups, um, as you uh, read the Bible, hold firm to all he has to say to you. You know, if you find that hard, we we um, do you version Bible plans that you can get on your phone together as a church and you can kind of do it with other people. Hold firm as you learn to pray with others, perhaps even more mature than you or have been through things um, that you're going through. Hold firm as you pray with others. Hold firm and we will learn to hold out this good news to those around us. Why? Because this is We'll do this as, as, a, as a church, as a, as a team, as a family, because this is a message for all of us. It's not simply like you can shine this one star that shines in the sky. No, no, it says shine like stars. This is a whole church thing. We shine like stars together as we support one another, care for one another, encourage one another in the places that we are. And we will shine like stars in Teesside. It's amazing. We don't do it on our own. And we don't do it on our own when we're in those places. Sometimes you might feel like, hey, I'm the only one in my class. I'm the only one on my course. Well, do you know what? God gives you his Holy Spirit. That's what Jesus Jesus said, didn't he? He said, look, I won't leave you as orphans. I will come to you. And he comes to us by the Holy Spirit. And he lives in us. And he empowers us. And he helps us to live for him in our education. Knowing our identity Living it out and holding forth his good news. So we're going to um, we're going to end there, and we're going to pray. We're going to pray. We're going to pray for all of us because actually this is a whole church thing. It's a message for all of us. But I do want us to pray specifically for those of us that are perhaps at school, those of us who are at college, those of us who are on a university course or in some kind of further education. I'd love us to take a minute to pray for them together. And then we're going to worship. We're going to worship. And and as we worship with this wonderful song um, that is prepared for us this morning, we're holding firmly to who Jesus is. We're we're receiving that good news afresh for us. We're delighting in the God who loves us and sent his son for us. So let us pray as we end. Lord Jesus, we think you're wonderful. We, We delight in your good news, the good news that has come for us. We delight in the fact that Um, You gave yourself for us so that we could know true life, life to the full. Thank you for this good news, and thank you that we have a new identity. We have a new identity in you, loved and cherished by our Father in heaven. And uh, we want to ask, help us to live out our identity in the places that we are. Lord, we pray specifically for those of us that are in education, those of us who are at school, those of us at uni, at college. God, would you help them to live for you? Fill them with your spirit. Help them to hold firmly to your good news. Help them to hold out your good news to those around them. Come, Lord Jesus. Come, thank you for Just wonderful opportunities, the people that you put us around, all of us. Lord, help them to shine like stars in their classrooms, on their courses, in their groups, for you. And we pray for all of us. Help us all to shine as stars as we support and encourage one another to shine in the places that you've put us. Thank you for all the places that you've put us around Teesside. And uh, we want to shine for you, knowing that you are good and that you are drawing many, many more people into your love and into your goodness and into friendship and relationship with you. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening.